0: If you follow me on Twitter, at WWL, I just retweeted a bit that Tommy Smothers did on Johnny Carson's show, and I always knew that they resembled each other, but when you see them side to side, it look like they could be identical twins. Tommy Smothers passed away over the weekend. Eric Cook joins us now. We thought we'd revisit with some of our favorite guests from 2023 and, and tell his story. And then we're going to talk to Debbie Bresler. We are three days, 14 hours, 50 minutes, and 55 seconds away from 2024 and we'll talk about the nola new year's eve fireworks show to light up the midnight sky and more with that we welcome in uh executive chef and owner of the award-winning restaurants grigri and saint john eric cook how you doing eric
1: good morning i'm doing great how are you today
0: i'm okay thanks for taking the time i think you have an amazing story i think you're an amazing individual and i wanted to talk to you one more time before we wrap up 2023 how's everything going
1: What's going, you know, uh, I think like everybody else, we're excited about the new year and just tucking 2023 in the pack pocket and, and moving on into some positive <laughs> vibes for 2024.
0: Man, I am right there with you, and that may be something we can talk about tomorrow, just generally speaking with the audience about it. You're ready to, to say farewell to 2023. i uh, I don't know what happened, man. Last couple of months, I, my my own life took a a big steep decline. Not anything serious, I'm very grateful for everything that I have. But it just seems like we got to get things going in the opposite direction. It's pretty much same thing for you.
1: Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same. You know, I feel like, you know, we you know I think the summer is what really did it to us. You know, we were having you know you know just and everyone knows and everyone doesn't know. You know, it was pretty much the worst summer on record in New Orleans. You know, in in recent years in many recent years. And, you know, I kind of put everybody in a funk. So, I mean, even me, like getting ready, I'm usually a big Christmas guy, you know, I'm like, let's go, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas. And, and it was just kind of a fog in the air. You know, I think we just, we, we kind of got stale there and, you know, the holidays came in and, and, and passed us by pretty quickly, but uh, you know, the new year's is on the horizon and we're hoping for, you know, hopefully, you know, a, a better year. And, you know, I think we're, if we we're going to have a better year, we're going to have to make it ourselves because, um, you know, right now the city is definitely in a slump as far as uh, tourism. You know, New Orleans has always been such a great town for hosting, and we're ready to host. If we could do it, we just need to get, you know, a little better organized, I think, as a city um, to be ready to be that great city again. And I don't think we're there. I think the city has fallen short of our usual standards of hospitality and, you know, at least taking care of ourselves. You know, we always take care of so many folks who visit this great city. I think it's time we 2024 needs to be uh, a time when the city, we look at ourselves and say, Hey, let's fix us, you know, and let's fix the city. And then, you know, worry about hosting the world, because if we can't take care of ourselves, we're not going to be very good hosts
0: moving forward. Yeah, you know, that's what I love about you, Eric, and that's why I wanted to have you back on, about if it's going to be better, we're going to have to do it ourselves, and I admire that attitude. We're going to talk about your history and so forth and the time we spend together this morning. Um, I do know that um, Newell Norman was talking the other day, and I heard the best of Newell, and he was talking about the failure to get the— whatever it was that the assessor of Orleans Parish had to get in and 63 other parishes were able to do it, but Orleans Parish for whatever reason can't. And that's just kind of a a symptom of the overall problem. And I guess that's what you're talking about where the city for the most part is just not working as it should.
1: It's just not, you know, it's disorganized, you know what I mean? And, and look, I understand, you know, completely how every business is affected by what we've been going through over the last three years, because, you know, when we went through 2020, you know, and the whole world went through 2020 or America went through 2020, New Orleans went through it, you know, with our shutdown, you know, it it, it 100% changed the future of business forever. You know, there's never going to be ever again, business the way it was before 2020. It's just a fact. People need to realize it. It's gone forever. And we need to restructure because the whole country has changed. And that's everything from manpower for working, distribution, inflation, commodities. Every single thing has gone crazy. And we've got to figure it out. But for business owners, we're forced to. We have to be vigilant every single day, making sure we are adjusting. And we still are daily. I mean, by the hour, we have to make adjustments for things that aren't what they used to be. And it could be labor prices. It's, you know, everyone's going to the grocery store. You know, it's expensive. You know, imagine, you know, restaurants going to the grocery store. You know, you're buying for a family of, you know, four or six or or whatever you're buying for. We're buying for a family of, you know, a 1,000 every day. So it's it's a lot of money, and things have changed. So if we are forced to adjust, and we've got to make these, you know, uh, decisions – constantly for business purposes, then why can't the city of New Orleans, who is 100% of business, do the same thing for us as citizens? And that, that's where the confusion comes in for me.
0: Uh, as you say that, you know, about about COVID, that's what you're talking about, right? And the changes...
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, I can remember um, seeing a a supermarket just the the doors closed and, and, you know, the shutters down and all that stuff in the middle of a Saturday afternoon and and driving through the streets of the CBD in the middle of a work day and seeing everything shut down. And and the only thought I had, Eric, was that we are running up a giant tab here that at some point is going to have to be paid off. And I guess that's what you're alluding to. Right. Now's the time to pay the tab because of the, the big seminal change that was made as a result of that. 100%.
1: Hundred percent. And you know who's holding the holding the, the, the credit cards and, and the money for? We are. Yeah. Business owners and citizens of New Orleans are. You know? And and it's it's a shame that, you know, on every level it was a failure. You know, from federal government to state government to local government, it was a complete failure. And no one can ever say anything different about it. It was a complete failure the way everything was handled, one hundred percent. And and no one can say anything different at all. So now we get to a point where, okay, we've got to recoup this stuff, but again, it's the lack of federal support, i.e. the restaurant revitalization bill, which just went off into the dust because they just ran out of money, you know, and obviously we see, we raise our debt ceiling in our country and we send money all over the world, but again, we're not taking care of ourselves, and, you know, and just, you know, seeing the city miss deadlines again for all, for everything, you know, if there's... You know, there's there's so many issues. There really is, but there's, there has to be a point where someone has to stop. And I've been saying it for months. Where someone, if they want to be the leader of this city, then leadership comes with accountability, and accountability is not anywhere in sight right now. Someone needs to say, "Okay, I'm the leader, and let's do something." Well, show us what's going on because nothing is happening. You know, and and we're flipping the bill for it. And I'm telling you, I said it in, in 2020 when I had a big letter I wrote that the catastrophe of the shutdowns in 2020, are they're about to happen now. I'm telling you, New Orleans is, is, is grim right now, and we're looking at a very, very, very empty year as far as hospitality goes. There's nothing going on. The only thing on the books in New Orleans right now is Super Bowl in 2025, and that's it. And no one can tell you anything different.
0: What would be the first step, first couple of steps, Eric, if I were to put you in charge of it in terms of leadership that the city can do that you would like to see done uh, to help restaurants, to help business people like yourself?
1: Well, you you know what it takes, you know, and and everyone who runs a business will tell you, you know, it takes teamwork, it takes leadership, it takes a plan, you know, and it has to get everyone on the the table, and you have to be all going in the same direction. Because if you're not, then you're pulling in different directions and you're not really getting anything done. You know, and what needs to happen is there needs to be, you know, a unified front because I feel like the city is divided. You know, much like our country. You know, it's it's just divided right down the middle. You're either on you know one team or the other, and that's it. But when that happens, nothing gets done. You know, so we have to come together. There's a lot of bickering. There's a lot of, you know, I always say, you know, this Kardashian-esque, you know, soap opera that plays out on national TV for the whole world to see about New Orleans about our infrastructure and about our leadership and who's doing what and who's traveling where and who's in charge of what. It's every single day, you know. And I know New Orleans has never been the greatest place in the world, but let's stand together. Maybe let's get some business owners, like, who aren't on some board of directors somewhere who aren't in the trenches. Let's put some people in the trenches, you know, on on that board and say, hey, this is what's really going on, and this is what we need. Because as commodities go up, utilities go up, uh, property taxes go up, you know, and there's there's no stability behind any of those systems. you have to look at the basics, you know, let's start with the basics and let's start fixing some things because it's just not happening. You know, it, our infrastructure is destroyed. You know, our city is a mess. And the number one thing that makes money in New Orleans, the number one thing in New Orleans, is our downtown area. It's the French Quarter. It's the CBD. You know, it's the World War II Museum. You know, it's that whole area, you know, that, that draw, draws tourism to New Orleans. And it has never, ever been in a, a state of disarray that I've ever seen in my life. And I'm born and raised in New Orleans. And I've been in the French Quarter since, you know, the 80s and the 70s. You know and I'm telling you? I've never seen it in such disrepair in my life. And that's where we make our money at. That's what makes New Orleans great. That's why people come here. And we can't even fix what's under our own nose, you know. And that's what bugs me. Like, let's stop. You know, I had a great friend of mine a long time ago, and I'll say his name. His name was Gino Capriati, and he was one of the greatest manager mentors I ever had in my life. And he told me one day, he said, you've got to stop jumping over quarters to get to nickels," And that's what we're doing, you know. And when you stop and you think about that, how simple that is, you know, fix the things that are in front of us. Let's start somewhere and finish something. Because what we do is we talk a lot of game and we say, yeah, yeah. And we start these projects and nothing gets finished. Let's make 2024 the year that we finished the projects that we failed to complete in 2023. And since 2020, we put them on the side because the city gets distracted. Oh, it's Mardi Gras. The city's so busy. And it's so great. Such a great financial impact for the city. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. When you get one good weekend, one week does not make a year. We've got to fix our financial calendar, and we've got to stop the complete loss of of business from the summer months, from June to October. And you know, it's just we're not doing things right, and we're not. And somebody needs to hit the brakes and say enough, enough, and let's figure out what's going on. First of all, you know, us citizens safety, um, cleanliness, you know, let's make living in new Orleans great again. So many people say how great it is to visit new Orleans or how great is it to live in new Orleans? It's a whole different subject, you know, and we put on the smiles for everybody, you know, and I said it before, I said for so many years in the restaurants, I was so excited to celebrate new Orleans with guests who are coming to see us and, and, and share this great history. And I find myself lately, apologizing for the state of our city to our guests. And that isn't what it should be. You know, let's celebrate our city again, but let's start with us. And that's the problem. Let's start with us. And that needs to be what we do in 2024 is let's start with us.
0: We take a break. We'll pick it up. We come back talking to Eric Cook, executive chef, owner of the award-winning restaurants Greg and St. John. He's an amazing individual. We've got an amazing story. And to hear the frustration in his voice, I get it because he is a a results-oriented guy. It's like, okay, here's here's the goal. This is what we're trying to get to. Let's stop all of the distractions along the way and let's focus on on where it is we're headed and do what we need to do to get there. And you can hear the frustration in his voice. That is not what's happening now. We'll pick it up when we come back. Eric owns Grigri in St. John. It had a big frustration with energy and phantom bills and trying to get the power turned on and... and We'll pick it up when we come back. Tommy Tucker, glad you're with us. WWL. This one's hitting home. This one's punching us in the face. Eric Cook, executive chef and owner of the award-winning restaurant Scree-Gree in Saint John, and I, I don't say that Eric in a in a, a a disrespectful or negative way at all. I think you're a guy that bleeds purple, green, and gold. You grew up here. Uh, you have skin in the game, you know, just about everything you own, or I would think, in those restaurants. And you seem deeply concerned for the history of them, for the history of the—not uh, history, the future of them, the future of the city, and the future for business people in in New Orleans. Is that accurate?
1: That's 100 percent accurate, 100 um, percent.
0: Do you feel as though— there's anything that could happen to make you take that skin out of the game that would run you away from uh, Orleans Parish? And let let me take it a step back first. You've been here all your life, right, for the most part, other than serving in the Marines? Yes, sir, my entire life. So we always have had a level of laissez-faire, of of laid back, kind of like, yeah, well, whatever, we'll worry about that later. Explain the changes that you've seen and – I know you mentioned COVID and, and the big seminal moment that that was with change, but this is not just all related to COVID. I mean, has it, it, tell me how we got from there to here.
1: You know, it, it's, you know, it, unfortunately, you know, and, and I'm not throwing blame on COVID and I don't want to throw blame on anything, you know, and, and that's the one thing I want to be clear about, that, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses or anything. I'm just living in reality and reality for, for me as a restaurant owner is that look, New Orleans was was rolling, man. You know, 2018, you know, when we we you know, the restaurants were just jumping in 2019, everything was great. And when the brakes hit, the brakes hit hard and they hit fast, you know, and a lot of major decisions were made. You know, you're talking about the shutdown,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, and that's really where it comes from. You know, it came from, you know, let's you know, there was no thought of consequences or like, hey, if we do this then we've got to be able to make sure we take care of the people that we're, we're forcing this on. And it really was, it was forced, you know, and for whatever reasons, you know, everyone's, you know, and that's the same thing. Everyone has a side on that as well, too. You know, unfortunately, you know, with something as horrific as uh, COVID when it hit um, the country, it became politicized and, and that's what, it, you know, unfortunately our country is today, everything's politicized. So, um, and it was were on one side or the other, you know, and there was no gray zone. There was nothing, you know. So and so these these life saving measures were taken, you know, and when you start saying things like life saving measures, you start thinking, OK, let's talk about life saving measures, like critical life saving mes- measures. So what we did to, for critical life saving measures to save human life was we're going to shut down one third of. The area that is the New Orleans area, and that includes surrounding parishes, Jefferson Parish, you know, everything that that borders uh, New Orleans. Every other single parish surrounding New Orleans was open for business, in some capacity, except New Orleans. Mm. So to me, that sounds like it doesn't sound like a life-saving step, does it? It doesn't sound like. Someone made a responsible decision, and it came from the top. It came from the state. It came from the governor of Louisiana who said, hey, you should shut down your cities, but I'm not going to tell you you should. You can make up your own decision, and that's what happened. Instead of a leader saying, hey, we're shutting everything down. We're going to take care of y'all. We're going to save lives. We'll get back to business. It was like, hey, I think you should shut down, but I'm not taking responsibility for that decision. You need to take it on yourself. And if you decide to shut it down, there's no consequences whatsoever, whatsoever. Do whatever you want to do. And so New Orleans shut down. I mean shut down, lockdown, complete lockdown. And every surrounding parish and where I was staying in Algiers, I can literally look from my front porch and see Jefferson Parish. Literally. And I'm thinking, well, what's the great life-saving barrier between my house and, and that corner? It was nothing. It was nothing. It was a politicized thing, you know, and it was a, it was a, it was a display of power. It was, you know, it, was, it, was, it didn't make any sense at all. None. You know, and you could say, hey, we're trying to save lives. Oh, we're trying to save lives, but I live 35 feet from Jefferson Parish, and Jefferson Parish is open. You're not really protecting my life if 35 feet from my home, there's 300 people in a, in a bar or a restaurant. That's not saving anybody's life. That's not responsible. It wasn't anything responsible that was done. It was people making decisions because they had the unabated opportunity to make decisions without consequences. And that's not what leadership is. So now we dug ourselves in this big hole and we try and come back. But and all that did all that did was just divide us even more. You know, if we're gonna save New Orleans and I'm telling you right now, from the inside looking out, New Orleans is not a good place to be right now it's just not and you have to understand that if we can see it from the inside because you always say you can't see the forest and the trees let me tell you what we can see it and we can feel it and we can hear it every single day it's not just some you know rant or rave because i'm on one side or the other i don't care about politics i don't because in restaurants there are none none we welcome everyone we leave our politics at the door, and we want to do business, and the, that business is hospitality, which is the only single business that New Orleans has. The end. We've got food. We've got music. we got booze. we got architecture. What else do we have? Our port is hopefully getting revitalized soon. You see a lot of work going on with that. You know They're bringing a new container uh, area down to St. Bernard Parish, which is really, you know, maybe get our port moving again, which was one of the greatest ports in the world for a long time. You know, everyone says, well, New Orleans pays all that money to the state in tourism, taxation, and revenue. Well, it goes up river, but it doesn't come down river. And that's the problem because we have squandered and wasted and missed every deadline we could ever miss for important things because we think, oh, you know what? The, the next year's tourism is just going to bring the money right back. We don't care. And you got to understand that. That in restaurants, we always say, you're only as good as your last plate. That's it. That's all you are. We don't live for tomorrow. We live for today, every day. We need to make every day great because you don't get a second chance. We have to be the best because people have choices when they go to New Orleans restaurants. They go anywhere they want. If you do a bad job, someone's going to go someplace else. But unfortunately, as New Orleanians, if our city does a bad job, we don't have another choice. If we're getting hammered on utilities, we don't have another choice. If our streets are flooding every day, what was the last word that came out from the city? Hey, guess what? The turbines are broken forever. It'll take nine years to get a turbine from this place wherever they make them for the Navy, so maybe we get in line. So here's an idea. Everyone go get insurance. Go get flood insurance. Well, last I checked, the city of New Orleans has never not been below sea level. So it's it's a, it's a, a generational path of the buck is what happens in New Orleans. We'll leave it for the next guy. Leave it for the next guy. Leave it for the next guy. Well, you know what? We're the next guy. And they may not be a next guy. Numbers are down everywhere across the board. Hotels, restaurants, everywhere. Every small business. You know, if New Orleans wasn't so good at taking care of New Orleans as far as we are, as locals are taking care of each other like no other place in the world, it would be gone already. We support New Orleans. If we didn't have Mardi Gras... And all the balls and all the fare and all the stuff that we do in New Orleans, there'd be no convention center. We drive our own economy. And all we do is ask for support and help and infrastructure for simple things. Hey, maybe get a fair price on, on, you know, things like gas, electricity, you know, to warm our homes and take care of our families and welcome our guests. Hey, maybe we can get like, you know, a sewage and water board to maybe, you know, take care of, of a simple, standard, basic life need like water you know have somebody you know monitor a meter stop guessing you know stop sliding things under that have been passed under the rug for so long that there's no more room under the rug and that's what's up the rug is full there's nothing else can go under the rug anymore it's all out it's all open you know let's have basic simple needs like that let's take care of the people who work every single day every day every day to make this city great to welcome people to our city and when we welcome people to our city, we spend thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars a year to bring people to New Orleans. But when they get here, if you take a cab ride or a car ride or drive yourself from the airport into the city, it looks like a hurricane hit six months ago in this place. It's terrible, it's blighted, it's ugly. There's abandoned buildings on the interstate. You know, the, the Canal Hotel, it's been staring everyone in the face for, what, 30 years now, 40 years? Just sitting there. You know, hey, look at that. You know, clean it. Fix it. Our central business district is just hollow buildings. It's hollow buildings. There's, you know, 50-story buildings with maybe, you know, 3% of that building occupied. Because people aren't doing business here anymore. And it's it's happening now. Now is the time. It's not like, oh, we got to stop it before it happens. It's happened already, and we're in the middle of it. And we got to start fighting. Someone has to put their foot down. And the city council is doing everything they can. I think, you know, I don't know, but you know, the city council is full of, you know, politicians as well too. So they have an agenda, obviously, you know. But we're business owners, and without the, what happens if every restaurant said we're done, and we said, you know what, and the soup bowl comes in here. We're shutting down, man. You know, we're not going to have a restaurant. We're not, you know, it's, it's impossible because we're all so broke and we're all scraping the bottom so bad. We will do anything, you know. So you've got this workforce that's just tenacious and has been fighting and struggling and clawing and scraping to keep our own businesses, my own life, my own home, my own family afloat. And then we take care of our restaurant family and, and, and the family who comes to visit us all the time. We keep going. We keep going. Why is that tenacity not in our city hall? It's not. It's not at all. It's not at all. And no one can tell me and no one can present to me any facts that they're doing anything for us. Because if anyone was doing anything for restaurants, they'd be standing on the highest mountain, screaming to the federal government, let's look back at restaurant revitalization. Because you can't tell me there's no money because you just sent a trillion to ukraine and you just sent a trillion to the middle east and we're dying on our home front enough is enough let's fight the war that's on our land right now because the war has come to us and it's about survival and new orleans is too great of a city with too much of a past that is unlike any other city in this entire country because it's true every other place is like cleveland it's exactly right new orleans has a different feel a different history and it's full of people that are resilient and if you keep on pushing us eventually we can't we need we need to be able to fight we want to fight we want to keep going but you have to give us support you have to keep us going because if it goes away then what you know then the day the music dies you know is going to be you know tragic not only for New Orleans, but for this country.
0: Eric, before we run out of time here, I know uh, city council people listen to this show. Maybe the mayor does, maybe not. I don't know, but I know the people that work for her do. Uh, You talked about sitting on your porch and, and being able to look into Jefferson Parish. If you're sitting metaphorically on your porch here and looking into 2024, what can they do to help you and your fellow restaurateurs? What would it look like? What do you need done immediately? What is the biggest... Uh, Fear, biggest problem that you see heading this way in 2024 from your porch on 2023?
1: Well, you know, we got to clean up New Orleans. You know, that's what it is. You know, we've got an unbelievably motivated group of people in folks like New Orleans and Company and the people who drive the convention center. But, you know, it's like, you know, it's like it's like having a used Fiat lot next to a brand new Mercedes lot. You know what I mean? You can't sell it. You know, when it looks, you know, in such disarray, we got to be able to sell the city again. We got to be able to say, hey, New Orleans is safe. It has to be visual. It has to be physical. It can't be this metaphorical thing like we're bringing in a bunch of state troopers into the French Quarter. Really? Last time I checked, there's a giant New Orleans police headquarters right there on Rampart. (laughs) And what does that really do? The 8th District right downtown in the French Quarter. What does that do? Nothing. It does nothing. Let's start somewhere. Let's say if, if the French Quarter is where we make our bread and butter at and that's where, the, that's where the rubber meets the road, then fix it immediately by any means necessary. And if that means saying, hey, we're going to block the streets because you know who's doing smart things? Cities like Nashville. You know? They know where their, their money's coming from, and they take care of their downtown area. So when you got great folks who are beating the streets and ringing phones and traveling this country saying, come to New Orleans, come to New Orleans, come to New Orleans, and you come to New Orleans and you see what it is, you drive down Canal Street with the lawlessness going on, you see the blighted buildings and you see the trash on the street and you, you smell New Orleans right now, you're not coming back. Let's give our leadership who's working very hard in our hospitality industry to get people to New Orleans – what they need. And that's a clean, safe New Orleans. Thank Let's you.
0: start there. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate your time and your and your comments and your thoughts and your dedication to the city. And uh, I hope 2024 gets better. I really do. Eric Cook, executive chef and owner of the award-winning restaurants Gris, Gris and St. John, nine forty two, eighteen 18 till 10. Traffic now, WWL.